Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall arise You're the only one for me. 
chapter 11. Are you happy to be in church? Yes. Are you blessed to be in a good place? It's exciting to serve the Lord, isn't it? Wow. Beautiful. Luke 11. And um, what does the Bible say? I want us to pray. Um, pray again for the Holy Spirit, because it's important to pray for the influence of the Holy Spirit. Without the influence of the Holy Spirit, many other things can influence you. And then, mild things, not so dangerous things, and then very extremely dangerous things can also have an effect on you. So it's best to always pray and for us to pray seriously for the Holy Spirit and to be under the influence of the sweet, sweet Holy Spirit. How many of you agree with me? So here, the Bible says in Luke chapter 11, it says that it came to pass um, as he was praying in a certain place, when he sees one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Wow. And then he taught them how to pray, verse 3. He's still teaching them, verse 4, verse 5. And then he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, Lend me three loaves. He's still talking about prayer. And um, for a friend of mine in his journey, come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Are you there? Are you happy? Okay. Uh, he from within shall answer that trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Okay. May you never tell your friend that you are in bed and your children are in bed so you can't rise up and give what your friend is asking for. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, are you sure you understand what I'm saying? You sure you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Then, verse 9. Mm-hmm. Then, verse 10. Then, verse 11. He said, If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, hmm, will he give him a stone? I mean, if you have asked your father for something before, did he give you a stone? Did he give you what you were asking for? Are you sure? <laughs> kind of, isn't it? Yes. But at least he didn't give you a stone. That's the point. He didn't give you a stone. Either he gave it to you or he gave you something close. Close to what? Or he asked you a question. Yes. He made a request. The response was a question. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or there was no response. Yes. It was just, it was just there. No response like... You know, usually when there's no response, you, should, you also know what it means. If you've been with a person for a while, when the person doesn't say anything, you know, you know what it means. Yeah. You know what it means. No problem. So he said, if as for a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Can you imagine your child asking you for, or you asking your dad for fish and chips? And then he says, okay, I'll get you fish and chips. Then he wraps up, he wraps up a cobra and brings it to you. No. Then verse 12. He says that, or if he asks an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Wow. Then he says in verse 13, if ye then being evil, how many of you know that we all have traits of, you know, we have situations. How many of you have situations? Yes. That's, that's why we have to pray for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If ye then being evil, we have things in us. Some of you have things in you that you would like to overcome and you would like to solve. You wish it wasn't there. You wish you had greater power over. The power of God will come upon you today to overcome everything that troubles you. Everything that troubles you. Says that. So he's saying here that if we then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? How much more, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? You see, when you have the Holy Spirit, you're actually a different person. You're actually a different person. That's why, that's why you have to pray for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes you supernatural, makes you walk and operate supernaturally. Can you imagine if you have the Holy Spirit on that day when you're writing that difficult exam? If the Holy Spirit was there, it would have been different. You wouldn't break down. You wouldn't have said you've, you've gone blank. Because the Holy Spirit will be there to strengthen you, to comfort you. Can you imagine the day, the day where you were so heartbroken? How many of you have been heartbroken before? Heartbroken and disappointed. Let me see by hand. Don't feel shy. Don't feel shy. Don't feel shy. Heartbroken. And disappointed. How many of you have never been disappointed before and never been heartbroken before? Mercy. May you never experience it too. But for those of you who have been, you, you will discover that it is, it is the work of the Holy Spirit to heal your heart, to heal the broken heart, to heal the broken heart. The more of the Holy Spirit you have, the less the effect 
of that disappointing experience will be. Because of, because of the Holy Spirit. It's not because, because of the Holy Spirit. People who have the Holy Spirit are different. That's what I'm saying to you. They are different from a natural person. The person is different from a natural person. You remember last week we were sharing about remembrance? One of the things that the Holy Spirit would, would do is that he will remind you. He will bring to your remembrance. He'll bring to your remembrance. You remember things. You remember things. He will help you to remember the right things. To remember the, the, the right and appropriate things in your, in your life. People who don't have the Holy Spirit don't remember things. That's how they become ungrateful. Ungrateful. Disloyal. Rebellious. They are, they are destitute of the Spirit. Destitute of the Spirit. You see, if... Um, anyway. <sighs> no, some of the examples I remember, it's long. That's why I changed my mind. Yes, it's, it's long. Yes. Somebody said my prayer times are long. So. No, but the person said it's long and powerful. Yes. Uh, I picked on the long so that the person will feel bad for five minutes, but it wasn't working, so I left it. But, yeah, but I was told it's long, but it's long, it's long and powerful, isn't it? Yes. Do you mind that it's long? No. You don't mind? You don't mind or you don't care? You don't mind, okay. Yeah. Even if you mind, you know that <laughs> not much is going to change anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like we have to pray for the Holy Spirit. Now, when you pray for the Holy Spirit, when you pray for the, and you keep praying for more of the Holy Spirit, you pray for more. These are like, these are like key prayers. These are like things that you do every day of your life. Every day of your life. Because you need it. You don't, you don't, you don't want to run dry. That you are there and that you don't, you don't have the spirit. The spirit is not there. The spirit is not influencing you. That's where, you see, as soon as the spirit, the voice of the spirit is lowered in your life, other voices become louder. The voice of your feelings, voice of your fears, voice of your disappointments, voice of your jealousy, your hatred, your insecurities. I mean, all those things get louder and louder when the voice of the Spirit is lowered in your life. It's lowered. It's about voices. I mean, not like hearing voices, and you know, but life is about, life is like what is influencing you, what is guiding you. What is guiding you is the dominant power enforcing you. That's why some people struggle to fast. Because they're very, not carnal, natural. Natural, so you are yourself. A normal person feels hungry. Don't you feel hungry? How many of you feel hungry? Yes. Right now, isn't it? Yes. I already shouted right now. Yes. Feel hungry. And there are people that, when they are hungry, they can't help it. It's like, I must eat. I must eat. It's not like I'm hungry, I will eat later or I can come. It's like, I have to eat now. Now, now is the time. I have to eat. You see, and such people also will have, I like to come up with other problems. Other things like, it's like, I need to do this thing. I need to do it now. And I need to do it anywhere and with anybody. Mm? They are different from someone who says, I am hungry. 
but I feel like chicken. And the chicken that I feel like, I feel like for a particular type of chicken. So I'll, he, that person will go by Nando's. He doesn't feel like Nando's chicken. So he'll, walk, he, he'll go by KFC. He doesn't feel like KFC chicken. He'll go by, um, where else? Morley's. Hey. Everybody doesn't know Morley's, you know. But Morley's. You go by Morley's. Say, no. This is all the chicken I'm looking for. But the person is looking for a particular type. So he can control himself till he finds that chicken. Then he says that, this is what I've been looking for. So this is someone who has a certain control over the appetites. Now, similarly, when people have the Holy Spirit, they will still feel for things. But they know that it's not everything that you feel for that you go for. And the fact that you are feeling for this doesn't mean that you should settle anywhere and have it. Mm. That was deep. <laughs> so you need, you see, so you immediately you see the difference. And when, when the so-called spiritual ones are not so matured, then they will be looking down on those who don't have so much of the Holy Spirit and thinking that you people are, are, are devils. But the truth is that the person who thinks you're a devil has the problems that you have. But by the help of the Holy Spirit has more control. You also have control. Amen. You also have control. Amen. You also have control. And you look, you look very much together. Amen. Do you understand together? You look together. You look very organized. It's like you eat when you have to eat. You eat for strength, not for pleasure. You see, this, this, this guy, what's his name? Zacchaeus was a tree man, so Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Do you remember what he said to Jesus? He said to Jesus that no man can do these things except God be with him. You see, what I, what I want to say to you, what I want to say to you, and as we, we rise up to pray, that you should expect when you pray for the Holy Spirit and you have the Holy Spirit, is that people will start testifying that there is something different about you. Amen. There's something different about you. There's something different about you. Is that we're all going through the same things. We all live in the same city. We're all studying the same course. We're all working in the same place. We're all looking for jobs. How come you, when you're looking for a job, when you apply, you just get it? How come you have jobs? How come you don't have, you don't have the problems that we have? It's because God is with you. When you pray for the Holy Spirit, you are praying for God to be with you. God is with you. He said, no man can do these things except unless the only way it can happen is that God is with the person. When God is with you, things are different. You do supernatural things. Expect supernatural encounters and supernatural experiences in your life. When you have people, people will be surprised to say, how come, how come your, your, how come your, your bacenta is growing? It's supernatural. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. How come your beloved hasn't left you? It's supernatural. Even though he has 17 reasons to leave you, but he hasn't left. It's supernatural. It is. Because you can tell you're not the most beautiful girl, but you, you, are, the, you are the one that has and stable and content and happy. 
you will be happy. Amen. You'll be happy. Be happy. May God give you happiness. Amen. I pray for you to be happy. Amen. May you be happy and may you be content. Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. May you be content. Amen. May you be satisfied. Amen. May you be happy. Happy. Yes, you'll be happy. Mm. So as we rise up, to, and we, our prayer is for a short time, even though I hear I talk for a long time, but the prayer is for a short time. I want you to pray seriously that you will see these things. You'll see these things in your life. That people will say to you that, what is it? How come? You see, when, when, when you buckle under pressure, or under some things, it, it actually reflects your distance from the presence of God and from God. If you've read this book before, uh, The Torch and the Sword, how many of you have read it before? <laughs> read it again. You, you, you didn't understand it. I just feel you didn't understand it, so read it again. One, one, one of the things, one of the things that I, I, I remember in that book is how he was carrying the torch said the torch was very light. Very, very light. Then suddenly, that reminds me that I'm waking up. (laughs) Does it also remind you that you have to wake up and you don't feel like waking up? Yes. (laughs) That sound. (laughs) A heavy, a heavy torch. He can lift up. It's like it's like something that's very light. Then, at a point, the torch became heavy, and then he realized that the distance between him and the Lord had increased. It's like the further he was from the Lord, the heavier the torch was. Anything that you are doing, ministry, call of God, work for God, marriage. Anything that God has blessed you with. When you are close to God, it's easy to handle and it's easy to deal with. And it's actually, it's actually enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I enjoy pastoring. Pastoring is not difficult for me. It's not, it's not difficult for me. Have you heard me say that it's difficult? It, despite all your problems. All the problems you post to me. You thought you were the only one. I've been talking to someone all morning, all the whole of the today, one person. But I discovered that it's not a problem for me. It, has, it hasn't affected me. It's not going to affect my preaching. Hasn't affected my mood. Hasn't affected my mind. Hasn't taken anything away with me. I was rather telling the person that keep talking. Don't stop. Talk. Wow. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. I, have, I said, I have answers for your 1,000 questions. Oh. And every, answer, every question, I had a verse too. Yes, I had a verse give a verse. I'll say, this, this is the answer to your question. This answer. It, but I say, it is, it is a, ref, and I, I, I enjoyed it because I believe that the Holy Spirit must have been with me. 
the Holy Spirit must have been with me. When you, are, you have the Holy Spirit, things will be easy for you. It will be easy and lighter. You carry the thing, something that looks great. Some people ask me, how are you able to do this? How are you able to? It's easy. It's light. It becomes easy because the Holy Spirit is there to help you. May you experience it. And may you have it. I think I've spoken enough now, isn't it? We should rise up and pray. Isn't it? Okay, my, my bosses are saying that, yes. So stand up to your feet and let's, let's pray. Let's pray for the Holy Pray for the Holy knowing knowing what you gain and what you get from it. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for him. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. The Lord, I need more. I want more. I want more of the Holy Spirit in my life. In my life. In my life. Maybe in your marriage. Maybe in your academic work. Maybe in your ministry. Some, something that is becoming burdensome. Difficult to carry. Difficult to do. Don't say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I realize I need you. I want you. I need the Holy Spirit. I need that presence. I need that presence. I want that presence. I want that presence. That gives me strength. That gives me energy. That enables me. That helps me. That helps me to do it. That helps me to do it. That helps me to accomplish it. Pray. People will soon start saying to you, you are different. How did you do it? They'll even say to you that God is with you. God must be with you. It must be God. It must be God. It must be God. It must be God. Because what you have is a difficult situation. What we're all going through is not easy. How have you done it? How did you make it? How did you do it? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray in specific areas, in particular areas. Do you have any area? Just pray generally. The Lord, I need the Holy Spirit. I need Him. I need Him. I want Him in my life. I want Him in my life. Yes, Lord. More. I want Him more and more and more and more and more. Oh, shatala badaba kabashaya. Palabata shataya. Makaba babaya. Makaba babali bakapashaba. Labariandala bakapashandala bahata. Mabayadaba. Mabadabayaba. Mabadabayaba. Oh yes Lord, oh yes Lord, everybody praying for the sweet, sweet, sweet influence of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. On our lives, Lord. On our lives, Lord. On our lives, Lord. On our ministry, on our calling, Lord. On our churches, Lord. On every responsibility we have in your house, oh God. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our ministries, Lord. The Holy Spirit to help us. To help us, Lord. To strengthen us, Lord. To help us, Lord. We need the Holy Spirit. Lord, in our marriages, in our homes, oh God, the Holy Spirit, Lord, make marriage sweet, Lord, that the marriages will be sweet, Lord, that the marriages will be pleasant, Lord, that the marriages will be blessed, oh God. Yes, Lord, your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, the precious, precious, precious Holy Spirit. We pray for His influence, Lord, in our schoolwork, Lord, 
in our schoolwork, Lord, in our studies, oh God. Father, that which is difficult may become easy, Lord, by the workings of the Holy Spirit, by the workings and the help and the assistance of the Holy Spirit, Lord. We pray, we pray for that miraculous power to descend on our academic work, to descend upon our schoolwork, Lord. The power, Lord, the power, Lord, let it descend upon us, Lord. Let it descend upon us, Lord. Let it influence our intelligence, our understanding, our ability to understand and to grasp things, Lord. We give it to you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would work, would work, would work on it, Lord, to help us, Lord, to help us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, one final prayer. Are you ready to make one final prayer? One final prayer I want you to pray. This is a prayer, this is a prayer that I feel the Holy Spirit put on my heart at the beginning of, the, of last week. That is, pray to be faithful and fruitful. F and F. Pray to be faithful and fruitful. That you be fruitful. The Bible says that he called us, he ordained us to be fruitful, that we will be fruitful. That will be fruitful. It's one of God's aims that you'll be a fruitful Christian. Amen. A fruitful Christian. Not, not a destroyer. Not someone who destroys people's faith and affects people. A minister's confusion. You'll never be a minister of confusion. Amen. You see, you can know that Jesus said you will know them by their fruits. You can even know yourself by your fruits. The fruits that you bear, it explains to you who you are and what you are and what you are doing. When you bring confusion, division, chaos, then you should know that you, it's an evil spirit that is operating, not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring stability, stability, strength, growth, no backsliding. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will yield faithfulness, loyalty, stability that you are established. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. So pray, I want you to pray for yourself that you will be faithful and fruitful. Amen. You will never be barren. Amen. You won't be a barren Christian. Amen. Pray for yourself just for a little while. Pray for yourself that Lord help me. Help me to be faithful. Help me to be faithful. To be faithful and fruitful. To be faithful and fruitful. To be faithful and fruitful. Pray it. Pray. Declare it. Declare it. That you not waste your years. You not waste your time as a believer. But you'll be a faithful and a fruitful Christian. A faithful, a loyal person, a stable person, and a fruitful person. Multiplying, increasing, winning souls for Jesus. Winning souls for the Lord. Winning souls for the kingdom. Multiplying, leading, flourishing, rising up, increasing in the things of God. Faithful and fruitful. Faithful and fruitful, 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 faithful and fruitful. Yes, Lord, faithful and fruitful. That will be faithful and fruitful. Pray that it shall be, it shall be you, that that 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 shall be you, a faithful and a fruitful Christian a faithful and a fruitful believer that that shall be who you are 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 
that shall be what God has made you into a faithful and a fruitful believer a faithful and a fruitful Christian ah shabalaba kapaya bahata labanda laba kiba laba shanda laba kiba laba hapa laba shota labradi bakapa sastaya palanda labakaya begin to thank God for a blessed time and an answered time thank him thank him thank God thank him thank him thank him for answered prayer thank you for answered prayer thank you for the areas that you prayed for for the influence of the Holy Spirit thank him that God has taken over and the Holy Spirit is increasing his work and his influence on your life in that aspect thank him thank him thank him thank him thank him thank him that you shall be a faithful and a fruitful person a faithful and a fruitful person not a wayward person not a destructive person a faithful and a fruitful person yes lord yes lord thank you father lord we thank you lord we thank you father we thank you for a blessed time thank you for your goodness lord and thank you for answered prayer lord thank you for the holy spirit we need more than anything else the sweet influence of the holy spirit to guide us to teach us to lead us into all truth lord to bring to our remembrance, Lord. To help us. To convict us, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit reign and rule in our lives, Lord. Thank you for your power. And thank you for your blessing, Lord. I give you thanks. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name. And everybody shall shout, Amen. Wow. Maybe seated in the house of the Lord. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, it is testimony time! Well, the first person coming to share their testimony today is Beth from London South Bank Best Centre! Oh, keep clapping, keep clapping! Hello, Beth. What has the Lord done for you today? What has the Lord done for you today, Beth? This week? Oh, speaking to the mic. Is it on? I'm a second year um, law student from London South Bank University. Wow! <laughs> um, in my first year, I really struggled with one public law module, so I failed it twice. <laughs> when you fail it twice, you get one more chance. <laughs> and um, when I fail, failed it, I was very discouraged. Even coming to church was hard for me because everyone around me is doing so well, and I'm here failing. <laughs> It was so hard, but um, my elders kept praying for me. I kept praying. So my third visit was this year in January 2018. This was my last chance. Wait, can you say that again? Your third visit? My third visit. So you've done it once. When was the first time that you did it? I've done it once in... Um, <laughs> 
January 2018 failed. And, and you failed it. And the second time was when? April 2017. And this was your third and final attempt. My third. My third. Wow. Continue, continue. My third and final attempt to January 2018. Wow. Last year, Bishop was preaching and he said, receive wisdom to pass every exam. The last time you failed is the last time you failed. I remember wow. that. I received and believed what Bishop said. So, January comes now. <laughs> January comes now. I've done the, uh, I'm doing the exam. I've done the exam for the third time. Third, third and last time so I can get my degree. I'm in second year, by the way. So, okay, results day comes. I look at my results. I failed for the third time. Again. Hey! So was it over? Was that the end of it? You're coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Get ready. I'm coming. <laughs> so, like, my results, something wasn't right. It wasn't looking. This is not mine. This is not for me. So I went straight to uni. All I need, bank card keys, straight to uni. I get to uni to see my, my module leader. And... Um, there was someone in the office, so I had to wait. So I'm praying outside. I'm praying outside because this is not the will of God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, can't, I can't accept my results because this is not mine. It's not for me. I go inside. I explain to him. I'm like, okay, I've told my mum. I've told my mum. Once you tell your mum something, you failed. <laughs> I told my mum. I'm like, sir, please, I failed. Can you look at my results? He brought out my exam. I had to claim my own work. He said, Beth, is this your result? Um, is this your exam? And I said, yes, sir. That's, that's my exam. I wrote that exam. That's my exam right there. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he said to me, but Beth, you've passed. He said, there's one student out of 500 students who had the wrong results. I said, hmm. wow. <laughs> out of 500 students, I had the wrong results. Bearing in mind, <laughs> it's a good place to clap for Jesus. <laughs> wow. Out of 500, you were the only person with the wrong results. Wow. The devil is a liar. I said, but sir, so now I have to tell my mom I didn't fail. <laughs> because that's all the confirmation I need, that I did not fail. And I can tell my mom, because I've already told her I failed. He said, no, no Beth, you've passed. You've passed. Your results will be updated. You've definitely passed. I said, wow. It's, it's only God. And as I'm here right now, I want to encourage you, even when you fail once, you fail twice. Hey. <laughs> you fell twice. And Bishop has said, the last time you failed is the last time you failed. Wow. <laughs> so what do you have to tell them, Beth? I want to encourage you, even when you don't feel like coming to church, still come to church because you never know where you can get your blessings from. <laughs> I want to encourage you to listen to the word of God, to stay in, to stay connected. Let me not preach today. 
to stay connected to the word of God and especially to stay connected to the elders in this church, to stay connected to Bishop as well. I want to encourage you to try your best at everything that you have to do because Bishop has already said the last time you failed is the last time you failed. Wow. It's a good place to clap for Jesus. Amen. The last time you failed is the last time you failed. Receive it in Jesus' name. Wow. God bless you, Beth. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want more testimonies? Are you sure you want more testimonies? Let's welcome our sister Isabella. Keep clapping, keep clapping. Amen. Hello, Isabella. Hello. What has the Lord done for you recently? Um, so, I've applied for a new job, um, and when I applied, I'd only been oh, amen. I'd only been a nurse for about a year and two months, and the job I was applying for, it was a band six role, so it's the role above, the one above what I am right now, or what I was, and then, um, <laughs> was, was, <laughs> um, so, I wasn't going to apply, so I heard that the job was going, and I wasn't going to apply because I'd only been in this ward for four months, and the, <laughs> and the, the band six role, it means that you're a senior nurse, so when the managers go home, the person that's left is the band six, so they have to help run the ward, they have to develop new, new staff, and I barely could work as a band five in this new place, so I wasn't going to um, apply. And then I spoke to one of the band sixes, and they also told me that we haven't seen enough managerial skills in you, so like, oh. don't bother applying. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, fine, I won't apply. And then I spoke to some of my friends, and they said that this could be your testimony, so you should apply. And I just laughed. I was like, okay. And they were like, so you won't say amen. I was like, okay, amen, amen. <laughs> so um, I applied for the job, and then when I was even applying, it was asking for skills and experiences that I didn't have. So I didn't have most of the requirements that they were asking for, but I thought, God, help me. And so I applied anyway. Um, and they gave me an interview wow. um, by the grace of God. Um, and even in the, the morning of the interview, I spoke to um, my manager, and they were like, I know you're going for this interview, but let's start planning just in case you don't get it. And I was like, hey. I, haven't, I haven't even applied yet. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but beforehand, I have been listening to the podcasts and listening to Bishop Richards. So whenever he said anything about um, new, uh, new jobs or good news or anything, I'd say amen with the, the interview in mind. But my faith was very, very small after all this discouragement that I had. Um, but I was still believing God a little bit for this job. Um, so I went to the interview. <laughs> I went to the interview. Mustard seed faith. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and then by the grace, I was given the job as the band six. Um, wow! Is that all the excitement you have? Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that the job that they said you couldn't have, you applied and you got it. You got that band six job. Even though you were meant to be a band five worker. Yeah. Wow, it's a good place to clap for Jesus. Wow. So what do you want to tell them, Izzy? Um, I just want to encourage everybody that when you're listening to the podcast, say amen to every prophecy. Because we're, we're hearing good things all the time being spoken over our lives. So we just need to say amen to what the prophet is saying, what Bishop Richard is saying. And just believe God, even if it's just a little bit, 
because we have a miracle-working God, and he will, he will surely bring us good news this year. Amen. Amen. Wow. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Well, ladies and gentlemen, do you want more? Are you sure you want more? Do you want some singing? You want some wonderful singing? Yeah. Let's welcome the Greater Love Choir. Oh, keep clapping. Is this a church of young people? Keep clapping. Hallelujah, hallelujah, rejoice. 
Show me someone who has been reading his word. And I, I will show you someone who's been building their faith. Come on and show me someone. Has been praying day and night, and I, I will show you someone who is always at peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to live it. You've got to show it in Jesus' name. Don't just talk that talk You've got to walk that walk In Jesus' name Yeah, yeah Don't just talk about it You've got to live in Jesus' name Show me someone who is a worshiper, worshiper, worshiper. and I will, I will show you someone who is always at peace and so full of joy. Come on and show me someone who is a giver. show you someone who will always receive yeah 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 you've got to live it you've got to show it in Jesus name you don't just talk that talk you've got to walk that walk in Jesus name You've got to live it You've got to show it In Jesus' name Don't just, don't just talk that talk You've got to walk that walk In Jesus' name Walk in the light Cause you know it's such a beautiful life Don't just, don't just talk that talk But you know you gotta walk the walk In Jesus' name You've got to walk in the light You know it's such a beautiful
Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's that time again. Well, last week we received a very much needed injection. Amen. And I believe that today we are going to receive a booster. Amen. So if you are excited as I am, make some noise. Oh, I can't hear you. Make some noise. Clap onto Jesus as we welcome Bishop Richard Aye. One, two. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we celebrate your holy presence. We thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for your good work that is going on amongst us. Thank you, Father, for making us lively stones that can bring praise to your precious name, Lord. Let this service be a special service, Lord. Heal our hearts, Lord. Renew our minds, Lord. Help us to love you more and to serve you more, Lord. Thank you for wisdom and instruction. Thank you for clarity and understanding, Lord, as we hear your word, Lord. Thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit in this place. I give you praise for today. In Jesus' name, and everyone shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats as we hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church? Yes. Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. Uh, we are starting a new series. How many of you enjoyed the, the injection last week? How many of you can still feel it in your, in your where? In your, in your blood circulation. Wow. Beautiful. So are you, have you been healed? Yeah. How many of you believe that you needed it? You need the key of remembrance to keep you stable. Okay. We'll have a booster and another injection one day soon. But today we're starting from Mark. Is it Mark? Did I say Mark? Yes, Mark chapter 6 and um, verse 1. It says that, And he went out from thence and came into his own country. And his disciples follow him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Wow. wow. Beautiful. The Bible says that, and they said, what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands, that is, are done by his hands. Now, your wisdom, your level of wisdom the type of wisdom that you have is what makes you do what you do. 
anything, anytime you see someone doing something, it's explaining the type of wisdom he has. His level of wisdom. Which is his way of thinking. Wisdom is simply your way of thinking. How you think, how you analyze, and how you judge is your wisdom. So, Jesus was doing great and mighty works. And the people around were saying that, what wisdom is this? What type of wisdom is this which has been given to him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Now, one important thing, I'm not preaching about wisdom, but I'm preaching, I'm sharing with, anytime you come to church, you receive wisdom. How many of you are discovering that you are getting wiser in church? Wiser, wiser and wiser and better. Yes, but the, the entire country, you receive wisdom. So the wisdom that you receive, believe, and you walk in it guides you into mighty works in life. Now, one of the interesting things about wisdom is that the Bible says that he that seeketh me early shall find me. Wisdom is not something that you look for um, in your old age or your dying years. When you have aged and you have grown and you've been around for years, then we see the type of wisdom that you have used. You see, for, for instance, for instance, when you see someone, um, how many of you have seen someone before? Okay, yes. <laughs> when you see someone, that person, that person, but someone who has been through different phases, or even a phase of life. Let's say the person has even been through the phase of education. You can, you can immediately conclude on the type of wisdom that he had. Because every phase has an end. Is that true? Yeah. It has an end, then another phase begins. Then it has an end, another phase begins. Remember your unbeliever years? Then it ended, isn't it? That you started your Christian years. So what, what, when you end and you start your Christian years, there has to be a difference between your Christian years and your old life. When there's no, when there's no difference, then it's like you're operating on a certain type of wisdom that is a way of thinking. You think in a certain way. And wisdom as he is says that they that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. You ex- in other words, you experience him when you like him and when you look for him early. So some of the things that we'll be teaching, that we teach in the church, is good for you because you are young. How many of you are aware that you are young? I mean, you're young, but you're old, but you're young. I mean, you're young. You're very young. You don't know that you're very young. You're very young. These are, these, these are the years where you, you, put, you put things right. And you, get, and you get a good foundation. Lay a good foundation for yourself. You will enjoy for the rest of your life. You'll be happy for the rest of your life. If you love the wisdom keys and messages that are shared, that you receive, if you love them, and you receive them, you will enjoy for the rest of your life. The rest of your life shall be enjoyment. 
And people will be wondering, where did you get this one from? Where did you get this from? How did you have this? How did you get this? It's the, it's the foundations of your Christian life and the foundations of your life. The foundations, the foundations. I mean, you take, you take something like language, language. When you don't learn language very well, After many years, you'll be trying hard, but you you realize that what you learned, what you learned at the foundational stage is what you are still speaking. Is it is it true? So when when you meet with people, they are they are grammar. Um, a few years ago, I met a certain group of people. I've never interacted with them. I knew them, but I've never had much interaction with them. But it so happened that now we had to interact. We had to relate. We had to live. You know how it is. Yes. Then I realized that Anybody from that group, or most of them, when they speak, I have to ask someone sitting next to me, what did they say? <laughs> now, I, I, I didn't feel inferior or insecure. It's like there's a problem with me. Not, not, not even for one second. Because I'm, I'm educated. You know I'm educated, isn't it? Yes, I'm educated. The language that they were speaking, I was four years old. When I was in primary school, I was the minority in that school. One day when I, 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 I'll run there, I'll take you to where I went to school, I'll show you. I was the minority in my own country. Yes. I was a minority. Yes. So, English language is not one of my problems. So, I started thinking and wondering, how come the queen's children when they speak, I don't understand. Every sentence, almost literal, almost not literal, almost every sentence, I have to ask somebody, or somebody else that was used to them. I have to ask them, what did they say? Then they, then they will say it clearer. So one day I got the boldness and I said, do you know what you both should do? Listen to BBC. BBC. And learn how they talk. You will discover how English is spoken. Your terms, your grammar, your tenses, your tenses, your tenses. But after I had fought that battle for a while, I realized I wasn't changing. Then I, I realized that wisdom said, they that seek me early shall find me. So I gave up. Because it's not, they, they, they haven't gone past that state, but... Most were not willing to, to start reading well and learn well. Before I realized a shepherd is teaching people English literature. That in itself has all kinds of complications. No, don't let me. See, Bishop, don't go into that one. No, I, won't, I won't, don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Are you pushing me to go there? <laughs> Who is pushing me? I thought they pushed behind me.
So you realize that it would look as though it's nothing but your early years really, really has an effect on you. Things that you, you learn early begins to show at a later age. One of them is language. That's just one of the examples. It's just language, how you speak it. Language, rather, how you speak it. How it is spoken. How fast, you see, even how fast. You see, one day I had that same group. I had two of them chatting and laughing. So, after the so-called joke, that is making the other person laugh. I said to the person, what did he say? Look, you'd be surprised. He actually didn't hear what he said. Yes. But it's like, it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm explaining to you. Maybe when you are with people, you don't, you don't study or observe, but I observe a lot of things. I try to observe and understand what, what are they doing. And I realized that in their world, you don't necessarily have to hear everything. <laughs> At a point, you just assume that what he said is funny. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know. Because that day, I said to myself, I did not hear the but today. I'll ask, I said, what did he say? What was the joke? What was the joke? What was the joke? Share the joke. He didn't hear what he said. And what, the, what the, his friend said was not even funny. After we asked his friend, so what did he say? It wasn't, even, it wasn't something that he said, hey, you're mad, you're mad. You're mad. You're mad. What are you doing? But it is, it is the foundation. It's the foundation and where you are coming from that is making you speak in a certain way. What you've learned, what you've learned very early. It's very difficult to separate yourself from it. It's very difficult to separate yourself. You're dressing, even I'm dressing. Can't you tell people's uh, age by how they've dressed? Yeah, you can tell. No matter how fashionable they try to become, you can tell them, oh, this, this guy, he's older than us. <laughs> no, is it true or correct? Because sometimes older people try to be, you know, to be trendy. But when they try it, you can still tell that no. We are not, we are not the same age. Because there are some things they can't let go. Yeah, they can't let go of some things. After they've done everything, you see the person is wearing a particular type of shoe. With, with jeans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's all, it's, all, it's all the foundation. It's all the foundation. It's all the foundation. It's all where the person is coming from. Oh, not where the person is coming from, I say, country or whatever. It's years, time, history, culture, whatever. Early days, things that you have picked up. Oh, this is, this is, oh, but this has a certain hairstyle. <laughs> 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 
confess the other day I was watching this powerful man of God preaching. Very, 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 very anointed. So, very, very anointed service. But one of his ministers had a head in Hester. It, it, it was a great distraction to me. As I was listening, as I was listening to this powerful message, I couldn't keep my eyes off this Hester. And the cameraman also, instead of... <laughs> he keeps giving us a certain angle. At a point, I said to myself, no, I know this guy's age. I know his age. I know his age because he has, he has kept, I'm sure, I'm sure when he was in his early 20s, someone said to him, that this haircut really suits you. He's, he's kept it. 30 years after, 40 years after, he still has it. <laughs> so, why, why, why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this to explain to you that you may not know everything. You may not have everything. You're not expected to know everything. You're not expected to be the wisest person, to have everything, to have everything together. But know that at your age, you have an advantage. You have an advantage with the things we'll be teaching and with the things we'll be sharing with you. That if you embrace, if you love it, if you love them, if you love them, and it's being given to you at an early stage in life, then you will do well. That's how someone will tell you one day that you are very wise. You are full of wisdom. Because you found and embraced and accepted and fell in love with different wisdom keys at a very early age. It's, it's, it's difficult for me to start the day without prayer and without reading my Bible. It's difficult. I mean, it's, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. That you haven't prayed. You haven't prayed and you haven't read your Bible. Because very early in my Christian life, that is what I was taught. I was blessed to be taught, read your Bible every day. Read your Bible and pray every day. Every day, read your Bible and pray. Every day, every single day, every day. Every day, read your Bible and pray. Including today. I started reading my Bible many, several hours ago. Several hours ago. Reading my Bible. What I was reading, I don't think I'll even make even one reference to what I've read today. Yeah. Don't even one reference. I've, I've read my Bible. I've been reading it. Many, several hours ago. I don't want to tell the time. Be reading. And praying. And praying. Pray because it's not, it's not because there's something special. I don't need a special location. I don't need a crisis. I don't need a problem. I don't need anything special to pray. When I open my eyes, when my eyes open, the first thing is you have to pray. You have to pray. You have to read your Bible. You have to pray. You have to read your Bible. You have to pray. You have to read your Bible. Because of, because of, not because I'm special, because of an upbringing. Somebody, somebody took time and trained me and the person enforced it. And the person followed up 
and ensure that every day I had something to share as though I was a pastor. Do you understand share? It means I have a revelation. I've read the Bible and I have a revelation. I have something to share. No headlines, not headline news. No, 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 no. Headline news was never a discussion. It was not a current affair. Being raised up as a Christian is different from being raised up to, to know about politics and current affairs. Oh, come on. Come on. I was forced to read my Bible because I know, I know he will be coming. I must have something to say. I can't say, I can't say to you what I read yesterday or what I've heard somewhere. No, no, no. And those, there, were no, there were no cassettes or messages recorded. There was nothing. So you can say, you're going to listen to somebody's message. Maybe a book. Maybe you can have a book to read. So I was forced to read into them. It's still with me today. My mother, it's Mother's Day, so I can use my mother as an example. Bless her. My mother forced me to have my bath as soon as my eyes opened. She didn't teach me quiet. She teach me having your bath when your eyes open. Yes. And to brush my teeth. I cannot put food in my mouth. If, if those things have not been brushed and you haven't had your bath. There's no way. I, I, can't, I can't see how you can eat. So you know one of my problems now? I can't pray if I haven't brushed my teeth. I've been convincing myself and saying that, you know, God is a spirit. God is a spirit. It doesn't smell breath. God is a spirit. Because <laughs> I ask myself, what if I'm in a place, what if I'm in a place where there's no, like, like uh, sometimes you be on a long haul flight. So you fall asleep and you wake up in the middle of the night. It's like, it's like but I, I, do I have to brush my teeth before I can talk to God? That's why I started analyzing it. Is it somebody like brushing their teeth? It's out, you know. <laughs> no, no, it's a joke. It's a joke. In case, in case you're a visitor, I'm joking. Okay, please. Yes. It's a joke. Please. Have you accepted it's a joke? Yeah, okay. No problem. Is the person in greater love? Okay. No problem. But I'm saying, I'm saying to you that. It's, it's the early days training and bringing up, upbringing that brush your teeth before you eat. Brush your teeth before you do. Have your bath. Have your bath, brush your teeth. <laughs> it is still with me. It is still with me. This, uh, this morning when I was dressing up to come to church, as I was dressing up, I remembered my mom. That this is how she taught me to dress up. This is how you button your shirt. Yeah. It's Mother's Day, so she, she can receive all the praises. <laughs> as I was dressing up, I said, I said, where did I, I learn this? I learned this from mom. As I was buttoning my shirt, where I was buttoning my shirt from, and then how to keep my shirt tucked in. How to wear my trousers. I said, this is, this is mommy. This is mommy. This is what she taught me. I said, as a little boy going to primary school. You can't wear your, you can't wear your shorts and then now you're pushing your shirt in. 
No, 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 no. You will take the shorts off and put it on by the side. And button your shirt, straighten it. Then you put the shorts on. Wow. Wow. So, I'm telling you why I'm telling you all these things. That some of the things you hear in the church is so that you will grow up with it. Because I'm about to share with you one of the important things you need to learn about as Christians. And to practice, not just in first love. Anywhere you are, anywhere you find, it's a, it's a Christian practice, Christians. And through that, you will do mighty works. Amen. You will be blessed. Amen. You will flourish. Amen. You will do well. Amen. And I'm going, to, I'm going to share with you about tithing. 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 That's why I've taken 20 minutes to explain to you that some of the things are key. Some of, some of the things are very important. This, it's like this one. You need it. It's being given to you. Jesus was introduced to tithing. I haven't stopped tithing. This was introduced to me in 1985. When I got born again, the people who the people were following, but they were, I don't want to say wicked, but they were they were nice. I mean good, but you understand, they were very, it's like this is it. This is what is done. Take it or leave it. I can relate, I can relate with, I can relate with follow-up um, Christianity, saying things to people as though. You know, it's like trying to trying to sound a bit appealing and soft to the world. It's like it doesn't matter. You have this. Doesn't matter. You can do this, and you can have this, and you can be like this. I don't. I don't understand that type of Christianity. I can't, I can't relate with it. I actually can't relate with it. Because people have to say, it's like, oh, this is okay. This doesn't really matter. You can do this and still be in church. You can still, not even be in church, you can still do this and still say that you're a Christian, a believer, and this, you know, but it doesn't really matter. Do this. It's like if you, if you have understanding in these things, it's like you're a better person. You sound more enlightened. No, give me verses. Give me verses and I'll respect you. Give me verses. Give me verses. Give me verses. Quote verses. Every question I have, give me a verse to answer. Give me a verse to answer. Then I'll know what you are made of. Give me a verse. When I ask you a question, quote it. As you explain, don't just use reasoning and logic. Reasoning and logic and illustrations. When you finish your reasoning, your logical presentations, tell me that it's in Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. And I'll say, yeah, this guy is talking. This guy is speaking. So I'm going to share with you about tithing, which you need to learn and learn it early. One of the things that, one of the sure things that tithing does for you is that it makes you prosperous. You prosper. You prosper. It guides you, it guides you and places you on the road of prosperity. Things will be well with you. When you're a tither, Things will be well with you. You will be okay. God will provide for you. God will bless you. God will save you. God will deliver you. A tithing Christian is different from a non-tithing Christian. They are two different people. 
are two different people. One, one, one of the chapters I wanted to share with you are, are spiritual reasons why people don't tithe. I'm actually tempted to do that today, but I just want to, for some reason, I want to share something else. And then maybe next, next time we meet, I'll share with you about spirit, because it's a spiritual reason. When people don't do certain things, or people do certain things, it's the, the reason is spiritual. Never think, never think, never think or imagine that things don't have spiritual implications. There are spiritual implications for everything. When you see someone, the way he's behaving, the way he's talking, it's a, it's a reflection of his spirituality. There's a spiritual reason, and there are spiritual reasons when you meet people, encounter people who find it difficult in tithing. There are spiritual reasons. Like you may think that you may think that you feel you feel like we win a lot. It's like you are healthy. Your, your wee wee comes often, so you are you are happy. But a trained person will tell that no, no, you can't be wee win every every three minutes. You you can't do that. You can't do that. They even try and tell you that hold it to train yourself to train yourself as an adult to train yourself that you can hold it hold it. If you really can't, every few moments, you, you just came from the place that you can't empty. The, the bladder is not emptied. Do you understand? The, blood, the bladder is never totally empty and dry. But there's a certain amount, a certain amount of milliliters of fluid that when it's above it, then, the, then there's, a, there's an issue. Because that's, that's what you come and you feel it's finish. You go, whee! If you are finished, there you go. By the time you reach, you sit and say, no. <laughs> then you go again. You will think that, I mean, you know. And then, and then perhaps you find yourself drinking water a lot. You say, well, these days I'm, I'm, I'm on diet. I'm healthy. I drink about 70 bottles a day. Somebody else will tell you that, No. This, your drinking of water means something. Means something. Let's run some tests. In the same way, when you see someone doesn't pay tithe, it has spiritual reasons. Spiritual. Spiritual. The person may not be an arm robber or a murderer or a fornicator. No, 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 no. All problems are not about fornication. Do you know that? Yeah, it's not, it's not about fornication. Don't worry us with your fornication. Don't worry us. Don't think that every problem is about fornication. You're worrying us now. So, what's the title of this part one of my series? My series is in two parts. Part one is entitled... Why non-tithing Christians become poor? Why non-tithing Christians become poor? The first message and the first chapter in this part one is, is six reasons. Today I have six reasons, not three, six. Six reasons why non-tithers become poor. Mm. Are you ready for six reasons? Yes. Are you awake? Yes. Are you alert? Yes. Check if your neighbor's eyes are open. 
So learn it, learn it early and stay with it. Even if someone gives you a pound, tell yourself, I've received 90p. Yes. If ever someone gives me 100 pounds, I know I've been given 90 pounds. Because 10% is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. It is holy unto the Lord. It is for the Lord. It is the Lord's. The tithe is the Lord's. It is for him. It is for him. It is the Lord's. Never budget. Never. If, if, if you can't live off 90%, how can you live off 100? Ah. 90 is not enough for you. And you are saying that you are saying that you want all hundred. If 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 only you had the hundred, you'd be okay. No. No. Ten percent of every increase is for the Lord. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. How I wish today I'm talking to you about the spiritual reasons. Because you you see why you will think it is not the Lord's. It is not for him. It is mine. God wait. God, this, no, 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 it is the Lord's. It is for him. And he, he, interesting, he won't fight with you over it. You can decide not to give it to him. You can decide, you can decide not to give it to him. You can decide to do anything you want to do, do anything you want, you, want, you want to do with it. But you will just discover with time that I have taken, I've been taking something that belongs to God. And it is better to give it to God than to chop it. Do you understand chop? Yes. Chop. I just wanted to remember that point. That's why I used the word chop. I could use the word spend. I know spend and I know chop. Yeah. But if I say chop, you remember. As you're going home and you're discussing on the train, you see that. Do you remember when he said chop? <laughs> yes, he said we chop. Then you say, then you say, depending on who you are, you say. As for me, I'm, I've been chopping my tithe all the time. I chop it. Then he said, no, remember today's message that it is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. It belongs to God. Would you like to take some that belongs to God? No way. Why would you want to take some that belongs to God? Even your friend, when you take some that belongs to your friend, you don't, you don't, even, you don't even feel comfortable. How much was that belongs to God? That this thing is for God and you know that it is for God and you are taking it. Six reasons why non-tithers become poor. Reason number one. Non-tithers become poor because they have nothing to harvest. Prospering is about having a harvest to reap the harvest. When you don't have anything to reap, you will not have the increase and the abundance. So a, a non-tithing person hasn't sown anything to say to himself, I am going to reap. There's nothing to reap. Do you know the law of sowing and reaping? So the non-tither hasn't sown anything, so he shouldn't expect anything. 
because he's a natural, secularized person that just believes that if you work hard, you will prosper. No, there are people who work hard, they haven't prospered. Oh, he didn't know that. If you like, work hard. But in addition to your hard work, pray for the mighty hand of God. Pray for the hand of God. Pray for God's hand to rest upon your life in addition to your hard work and see the difference. There are a lot of people who work hard. They don't have anything. They work very hard. Very, very, very hard. There are people who don't work so hard. They 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 play golf five times a week. And they are very rich. They don't, they, don't, they, don't wake, they don't wake up and go to work 9 to 5 every day. 9 to 5, overtime to 10 p.m. No, 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 no. Hard work does not necessarily mean that you will prosper. So some of the people who work so hard, sometimes some of them are the most frustrated people. Frustrated, angry, and depressed. That's what I'm introducing to you today. God. You need God. You need God. You need God. You need to discover how does God prosper? How does God bless? How can God help me? How can God help me? How is God going to help me? Can God help me? Will God help me? Do I have to work so hard? I'm not saying you shouldn't work. I'm not saying you should be lazy and be there. No. But I'm saying that you can't put, you can't put your trust and your confidence in hard work. I don't think I'm exactly a lazy person. So it's, it's not like I'm anti-work. I'm not exactly a lazy person. I don't, I don't even believe in lazing around and having nothing to do. I believe in working. But I believe in God more than in hard work. God. That it's God. Even to have something to do. Have you seen that place that you go and you say you are working hard? It's God who provided it. So I have more confidence in God that he's the one that provides. He's the one that supplies. So that I can even have somewhere to go. To harvest. It is, God. It is all God. May God reward you. Amen. Now in Hosea chapter 8 and verse 7, the Bible says that. For they have sown the wind and shall reap the whirlwind. Hmm. And no, this, I'm talking about non-tithers. That's people who don't tithe. They have, they have, they are poor because there's nothing to harvest. They sowed the wind. In other words, they sowed nothing. So they, 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 the scripture is said that they shall reap nothing in a multiplied fold. May that never be your portion. Amen. Number two. Mm. Non-tithers become poor because they do not attract blessings on their lives. You see, be a blessing attractor. <laughs> In Malachi chapter 3, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10, give me Malachi 3 verse 10. The Bible says that bring ye all the tithe. This is different from fasting and prayer. This is different from honor your mother and father. It says, I bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. Did you know there were windows of heaven? Mm. 
You, you wouldn't know till you read your Bible. And you wouldn't know how to open those windows till you read your Bible. That, they are, that apparently they are windows of heaven. That when they are open, what comes out of those windows are things called blessing. Blessing. And it's not, it's not sprinkled. It's not sprinkled like that. Guys, No, it's not sprinkled. It's poured. It's poured. Blessings are poured. Pouring, pouring, and sprinkling is explaining to you the quantities. How it is measured into your life. And he's saying that when you bring him the tithe, he will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. And when the blessing starts coming, you will discover that you are not prepared to receive the blessing. Because you won't have room enough to receive it. That shall be your story. That shall be your story. Look, perhaps, perhaps you are easily impressed and satisfied with little things. Because you, you are comparing yourself to, maybe your standards are too low. Or the people around you are all strugglers. So your little blessing feels like you, I mean, you have so much. You have so much. But you can have more. The scripture is telling that you can have more. You can have more than you have now. That you will not have room enough to receive. You don't have room enough to receive. There is nowhere to put it. Have you seen your mom struggling to put food away in the freezer before? Where there is no room to put anything. And she has to take things out and throw them away. Uh-huh. That shall be your finances. That shall be you and blessings. I pray for you. I pray for you. My prayer, my declaration over your life that you shall have excess finances. Excess money. Money that you ask yourself, what am I supposed to do with this? Receive it. As at now, Everything you have, yes, has something to do with it. It's not like you don't earn or you don't have, but everything you have, there is something to do with it. There is something to do with it. I mean, you can't, you can't afford, you can't afford to not to not to tap out the underground. You can't afford that I haven't tapped out. I mean, when you get home, you haven't tapped out. You will walk back and go and tap out. That story is changing. You see students, they are praying, students loan. Students loan. Oh God, my hair. My hair. My hair needs students' loan. That story is changing. You don't live by students' loan. I will be close from church. You have to go to Nando's with your friends. It only has to be when students' loan has come. God is showing you that if you can tithe, remember to tithe. Remember God. Tithe is a sign of remembrance. Remember God and tithe. He said he, he in return. He in return. 
will open it. He has some windows. He has some windows. He will open that window. Do you know, do you know how parents have some kind of windows? Like they have, they have things they can release on their children. You, you'll be shocked. There are some things, maybe sometimes you, you haven't seen me because of the way you are. You don't have a good relationship or maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. But parents usually have things. They have things if they have to. And they open, when they, when they open that window upon your life, everybody will know that you, you, are, you are the child of a blessed person. Sit down. At, at Pastor Joshua's wedding, as I was sitting on the stage, I just said to myself, Daddy has opened some windows. When I looked at the array of people, the array of the different types of human beings that were present there, and the things that were going on, I just said to myself, this, this, this guy is the son, he's the son, of a blessed man. Yes. He, he opened some windows. Or maybe a window. He opened maybe one of his windows. And said to my, my son. You know. It's, that, it's like the, the prodigal boy. When he came. When he was coming back. His father opened one of the windows. He said bring a robe and bring a ring. And kill the fatted calf. No sweat. He was just talking. Bring a robe. Bring a ring. Kill a fatted calf. All this time, as he was struggling, walking around, he didn't know his father had some windows, some windows, that what opens the window is your relationship with him. As soon as you establish that relationship and, and that flow, daddy will just say, let me open the window. Let me open this window for, for this child. This child is, is working well. Let me just open the window. Let me open it perhaps a little bit. He just a fatted calf. Ring, rope, music, music. Then he said, Dancing stars, where are you? Dance, begin to dance. There was music and dancing. The non tither doesn't see these things because he doesn't acknowledge the father. Was given to him, so the, the, the windows are shut over his life. What what he has, what he has is this normal normal paychecks that everything is accounted for. Even before it comes, it has it's been accounted for. Yeah, yeah. Even it comes, it's like, it's like everything that is coming is gone. There's there's not much room to breathe or to live. Or to express yourself. It's like, there's not much. Everything is tight. You are escaping a tight life. Non-tithers are become poor because they don't attract blessings. And I'm explaining to you how to attract a blessing. 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 So I sat at that window and said, Pastor Joshua has gained favor in his father's eyes. Yeah. They said, this, this, this is father's blessing that's coming upon him. His father's blessings. Presidents. 
ex-president, current presidents, ex-presidents were there. Chiefs, that is, juju men, they were all there. I don't, I don't, I don't know whether they were juju men, but they were all there. I want to say, different people in different levels and classes of authority were seated there. Before bishops. Like countless bishops. But it's, it's, just, it's, it's, the, it's the father. You see the father. You always, you always see in the child's life. You always see in the child's life when there's a certain father over him. You, you always see that no, this person, this person, this is the father, this is the father's work. This is the father's blessing. This is his relationship with his father is what is beginning to show in him. It's beginning to show in his life and upon his life. The type of relationship he has with his father is beginning to show. The type of relationship that the Christian has with our father in heaven. Look, he has a window. He has, he has windows. Is it windows or window? Windows. He has windows. God has windows. Let those windows be opened. Amen. Even here on earth, you can see how some fathers can open the window. Can they just open the window? Let it flow. Let it flow. How much more father in heaven? You have windows. But the non-tither doesn't attract it. You have to attract a blessing. That's what I've explained to you. It's not, it's not like you're unemployed. Or you are struggling, but I'm saying what, whatever you have that looks so great and mighty in your eyes, I'm explaining that there's something greater, there's something mightier, there's something better. I mean, there's something better that, that it comes from God. It comes from God. It comes from God. It comes from God. When God moves in, when God zooms in like that, ah, ah, the feeling is like, ah, you, you actually, sometimes you actually want to say that God is enough. Receive it. And God blesses you. God, but you, you see that God has blessed you. You say it's not about it's not about salary. It's not about salary. It's not about where you work. You say it is God. It is God. It is God. Twenty sixteen October. And God said to me, "Take this offering." To this person, take it to him. When you go, he will say this to you. I've told you before, isn't it? I'll tell you again. I don't mind at all. The words he will say were six words. One, two, three, four, five, six. I was, I was in my house here in the, in the United Kingdom. He would say, take it and do it. And I, and I had to go to Ghana to deliver that offering. And I said, no problem. Two weeks later, I had an opportunity to go. And I said, I will not miss this chance. I took the offering. I took the offering and I gave it. To cut a long story short, when I thought that the six words won't come, I turned around. I actually didn't want to go because I, I remember I was 
you know. Yeah. Prophet has said, he has said good night to me. Everything is like, it's like see you in the morning. But I see you in the morning, but I, see, I was like, I, was, I remember I was thinking, God, this is not the deal. This is not the deal. This, this, this is not it. I mean, so I was like, okay, in the morning. Maybe in the morning he'll say it. <laughs> so he was leaving. And I, he was going this way. I had to go this way. But I was like, in the morning. Then suddenly I heard my name. I heard Ricardo. So I turned and he has stopped. He lifted his hand like this. The only things that came out of his mouth were those six words. I almost dropped down and fainted. I almost collapsed. only thing that maybe he added was see you or something and he left. That was all. He turned around to make that declaration. I tell you since that day since that day till today whether you feel jealous or not I'll tell you since that day till today till today my life is not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. If you're feeling jealous you don't have to clap. It's okay to control your emotions. Till that day, till then, till then, till then, till today, a window has been opened. A window, a window has been opened. A window has been opened. Why is it the same? It's not. You also be blessed. Amen. Stop living off um, institutionalized 40k and 25k. And um, 60k. Live of God. Live of what God has. What God provides. What God supplies. And what God can do. Stop this institutionalized. Um, your, your, hope is on, your hope is on somebody's mood. How happy they are with you. Will they keep you? Will they fire you? You have to behave in ways you don't want to behave. Drink coffee when you don't want to drink coffee. Number three. Non-tithers become poor because they are cursed. Yes. That's what happens to non-tithers. They become cursed. Malachi 3 verse 8. You shall escape every curse. But you know how? By tithing. It says, I will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you see, wherein have we, wherein have we robbed thee? Then he answers, in tithes and offerings. You know how uh, uh, footballers commit a, a, a foul that they, they are being called by the referee? They start saying, <laughs> Meanwhile, it's him. That's what he said. You have robbed God. I said, but I'm in church every day. I sing in the choir. I'm a dancing star. I'm with the worship stars. I'm an usher. You have robbed God. I'm a percenter leader. I brought 20 people. Me, God, me, I robbed you. I brought 20 people. To you. Yeah. 
Have you seen the footballers doing it? He's like, how? No, he's just kicked somebody. <laughs> wherein have we have where and then you ask him, wherein have we robbed thee? After all my rehearsals and singing and jumping and dancing, wherein have I robbed you, God? What have I done to you? Then he says, in tithes and offerings. You robbed me in tithes and offerings. The issue is about tithes and offerings. It's not about your commitment to greater love. It's tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings. Then verse 9. He says, because of that, you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me. Even this whole nation, you have robbed me. When you are cursed, you become poor. You, you wither. A cursed person is, is someone who struggles. One of the signs of a curse is the struggling. Struggling. You work hard, but everything comes to nothing. You work hard. You do everything. Sleepless, sleepless nights to study, but nothing comes out of it. Exert yourself, but you get very little or almost nothing out of it. That's a cursed person. That's a cursed nation. You see a nation full of talents, bright people. But go. I saw a picture of a certain country which begins with one of the alphabets. <laughs> and somebody has, somebody, a picture of one of their roads. And somebody has written, in the UK, we drive on the left. In that country, we drive on what is left. <laughs> and it's true. When you, go to, when you go to that country, they drive on what is left. Even, even, when, even their highways, their, their highways is full of stalkers, people who are, are selling. People who self, it's like different kinds of somebody called it small enterprises. <laughs> can, can you imagine? Can you imagine you're on the M25 or M4 and there are small enterprises on the M25? <laughs> so now the drivers who are supposed to use the road, they drive on what is left. Can you imagine on the M1, people selling apples to you on the M1? Full of intelligent people, brains, bright brains. But you see, when there's a curse, it's as though there are holes under the bucket. You, no matter how hard you try to collect, it all drains out. It's as though there's, there's a problem. There's a problem. That's why you see some people, they can't be leaders. There's no problem with it. They are Christians, believers, but their problem is leadership. When you read one of the cases in the scriptures, in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 3, I believe, when God was cursing, he, what, he, he, what he took away was the ability to lead. There is a women and children shall be your leaders. Women shall lead you. When you see a nation or a group, a community where women are the people who run the thing, you know that this, this area, there's a problem. Because the man is supposed to be the head. According to the Bible, as the communities, even nations, women rule there. Yeah. yeah. 
feel like this one hurts a bit, isn't it? Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. And I'll give you children to be their queens. Babes shall rule over them. Babies rule over them. Women are their leaders. Women. Women are their leaders. Women rule the home. You go to the house, it's a woman. There's never a man. If there's a man in the house, it means that he's grown up there. He was born there, he's grown up. There's no man. So you see, when they come into church, one of their difficulties is to relate with authority and leadership. And then they themselves can't even be leaders in the church. They can't do, they can't do it. They flounder at it. They can't, they can't withstand the challenges that go with leadership. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like a chip has been taken. Have you seen your, your phone without a SIM card? Yes. That's how they feel. They feel like a phone without a SIM card. has all the features, but you can't make a call. Apart from emergency calls. Yeah. They flounder, they flounder at leadership. Things that are normal. This is, this is like normal challenges of a leader. When they meet it, they, 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 they back up. Like a phone without a SIM card. But God is putting the SIM card into you. Number four. Because I said six, I mean for us to do all. I would have finished at three. Number four. Non-tithers become poor because devourers constantly eat their wealth. Malachi 3 verse 11. And I'll rebuke the devourer. The devourer is a thing that eats the wealth. It eats it. You earn. That's you don't know what you've, you've done with it. That's a devourer. How many of you have experienced that before? It ends today. Yes. You earn. You see, I'm not, to, I'm not talking to unemployed or people struggling not to even to get a job. No, no, no. I'm talking about people who get and then you don't know what you've done with what you've got. Ideally, what you have is supposed to have given you houses. Houses. But there you are, you don't have anything. Still paying rent. I think mortgage is a devourer. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I know I, I won't get an amen. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. It's what it's it's what it's, it's one of the destroyers of your life. And the stress is unnecessary stress. Yeah. Something that when you lose, you've lost everything. It's as though it's like, I mean it's like do you know cos 90? Cosine, cosine 90, zero. Zero. Our students don't understand cosine, sine, and. What all do you people understand? Napoleon. Okay. Yes. <laughs> they don't understand. They don't understand. They haven't seen cosine, cosine, sine, socatois. Do you know socatois? You know that one. That one is uh, year nine, so they'll know it. <laughs> Do you know Pythagoras' theorem? That's also year nine. (laughs) 
No. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about people you've labored. They don't know where it's gone. It's like, I've got a house, but the house gives you stress. I've got, it's like I've got a house, but it's like, it's this of relaxing and sleeping. Rather, you, even when, even when you have the worst toothache, you have to wake up and go to work. If you like, don't go and see. That is the day you discover that you have a, land, you have a landlord. Though it's, it's your name, your name is on it as a landlord. That day, you're back to think you are going on the train. You can't smile at anybody. You are going. That, that day, that day, remember that you have a landlord. That's why you are going. Because ideally, your head should be on soft pillows. And resting. And resting. As your gum is breathing. But you can't rest. You're on painkillers 24-7. It's because of your landlord. Something, something that is eating, it, it, it eats it. You labor, you end, and something eats it. Exercises chapter 5, verse 11. Ooh. This one explains why people get into all sorts of traps. When goods increase, there are increases that eat them. They are called devourers. You start off at 25, isn't it? And then somehow, before that, you are, you are around let, let me say 32. Suddenly you start thinking, I have more now. So let me do more now. You are now inviting devourers into your life. Come and eat. That's it. When goods increase, there are increase that eat them. When anytime you adjust your life because of an increase or a blessing, you are making a mistake. You don't always have to adjust your lifestyle because you earn more or you, you are earning an extra. The fact that you've moved from band five to band six doesn't mean that you should change your life. You should change where you shop and where you live. You should even move into a smaller apartment, share with more people, and save more. One day, one day, you whistle into your own place. Literally, you'll be moving. And when you say to us, when you say, Bishop, come and dedicate my house, it's actually your house. Yeah. Not that you reach band six and then you are following the rat race, you are moving to Chelsea because you are now band six. So you want to live in the city, you want to change your postcode. Postcode, postcode is a devourer. Postcode, those of you who are postcode conscious. It can make you poor. Because of band sex. I'm changing. I'm changing my car. Band sex, I'm changing my car. Changing from my 2002 uh, Ford Focus to Eighteen. I'm going for one eight. March. New reg has come out, isn't it? Yes. I'm going for a one eight. Because I'm not band twelve. No. <laughs> Number five. But non tithers, they, they meet the devourer and they can't overcome the devourer. That's what they have, but they don't know what happens to it. 
to to know what happened. It's like, what has happened to it? What has happened to it? Oh, yeah, you say it's going to take long. It's going to take five years. Don't you, don't you remember when you were 12 years old? Are you not 22 now? That's 10 years. In case you don't know, that's 10 years. Don't you remember when you were 12? Do you remember when you were 12? I remember when you were 12. 22 year old. I remember when you were 12. I do. That's 10 years ago. You're 22. <laughs> I don't know what the amen is for, but I mean, <laughs> may all devourers be rebuked in your life. Number five, non-tithers become poor because the fruits of their fields are constantly destroyed. So they meet the destroyer. The destroyer is related to the devourer, but he's a little different in the sense that he's more wicked. It's like a destroyer is like the senseless loss of what you have gained. Senseless. Through carelessness, Fire, accidents, senseless loss. That's the destroyer, senseless. Like somebody got a new car, which he was advised not to get many years ago before you were born. And he got it. And as usual, he got it. He doesn't own it. It's not for him. It's for the dealer. Yes, it's still for the dealer. The only thing is that they have his signature. And his address and his date of birth. So they can find him anyway. And his bank details to take out 686 and 95p every month. But he'll come and show it to you that he has a car. When he drove out. When he drove out. I don't know how many days after. But the new car in days had an accident and a write-off. It will never happen to you. But you see, but that is the destroyer. That is the destroyer. Senseless, it's a senseless, senseless loss. The devourer will convince you that it's okay. It's okay to do this. You're spending on this. By the time you finish, you're wondering, what have I spent my money on? But if you think carefully, you can work it back. And say, okay, I got a new contract. I upgraded my phone because I had N more. So I, I'm now have an iPhone 8 Plus. And I do this. I did this. I did this. I got you. You explain to yourself that all those things are unnecessary things that you've invited into your life. When goods are increased, they are increased that eats them. The devourer comes. The destroyer doesn't ask for permission and explanation. You move out, everything is lost. Period. That's the destroyer. And then number six. Finally. How many of you have learned something today? I'm talking to you about tithing and how these non-tithers. That's part one, non-tithers. Part two will be about the tithers. Number six, non-tithers become poor because they lose their fruits before they get the chance to harvest. That's like abortion. Aborting the fruits. The harvest is prematurely cut off. It's called failed harvest. Failed harvest. 
what I expect. I didn't get it. I didn't get that out of it. A lot of businesses are like that. It's like games. A lot of courses are also like that. Some courses you shouldn't choose. Yeah. You shouldn't choose that course. Because by the time you finish, it's like, why, why did you even do this? But when you go for open day or visitation day, they'll come and stand in front of you and convince you the jobs you'll get after, the options. Then they'll bring some final year person who will never tell you the truth. <laughs> Only because she's about to get first class, so she'll also come and talk. But usually you listen to them carefully. When they, when they are talking, they don't talk about what you can do after. They just, they just talk about the fun on the campus. It's really fun here. The nightlife, since I've been here, I've really enjoyed the nightlife here. I really like it here. And it, you, you really love it. I'll encourage you, and parents, and uh, to come. The support will give you. You tell that the course that she's doing, she's now wondering, how did I get into it? So you labor, finish everything. It is like, hey, hey, what have I done? What have I done? And some of the courses are more difficult than others. There's a reason why. There's a reason why it's more difficult than others. Others are easier. It's easy to do. No stress. You can sleep all day. When you wake up, you continue. You'll be okay. There's a reason why it's like that. Malachi 3.11. You'll never cast your fruit before a time. And I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and you shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord. Do not cast her fruit before the time. You will not suffer from failed harvest. Non-tithers suffer from failed harvest. When they get there, this is the time to harvest the fruits. By the time they get there, the fruits have fallen already prematurely. You will never suffer from an abortion. Your babies will never abort before time. Amen. You shall have healthy, beautiful babies. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know the last time I told you that the last time you failed shall be the last time that you failed. Do you know the new revelation? You will never see failure. Amen. I receive it. You shall never see failure. You have been lifted up to an altitude Amen. where you are flying above difficulties and academic failures. Amen. You will never see failure. Failure will never be part of your testimony. Amen. It will never be part of your confessions. Amen. You will say, you will say, I started this professional course. I have passed every single one of them. When I have to pass, I pass. You will never experience a referral. In Jesus' name. You will only do well. You will only do well. You will always be above. 
your grades have been upgraded. You that are accustomed to 40s and 45s and 49s, you shall become used to 65s and 69s and 85s. You shall become accustomed to it. Become accustomed to doing well. And to doing very well. You will do very well. You will do very well. Tell your, tell your neighbor, that season is over. Now we are at a new altitude. You see, one day, I was traveling somewhere in an aeroplane. And there was these disturbances. The flight was checking. You can sit down. The flight was checking. Checks. You know, turbulence. And then the pilot, you know, the, the pilot go, they go quiet for a while. And then they'll come on, and you come on and you talk. And he kept talking. And one of the things I learned is that he said, he was, he said, I've been changing altitudes. He said, when I experience it, I go higher. He said, I've gone higher and higher to, at a point, the last time, that, that was the third time that he came on, he said, I've gone to the highest I can possibly do with this aircraft. I can't go any higher. So please bear with me for this. And that altitude was, was, was a lot better. Even though there were some jerks, but it was better than the previous ones. So I'm announcing to you that God has taken the entire church to a higher altitude. Failure will never be mentioned here. We are flying higher. We are going higher. And you shall stay higher. You will never drop. Your landing time is not now at all. At all. Enjoy the cruise. Enjoy the journey. You shall stay up. You shall never be the tail. It shall be above only and never beneath. That shall be your portion. That shall be your story. From tomorrow when you hit the lecture room, check, you see that your understanding is different. Tomorrow when you go to work, Check, you will see that people who don't like you now like you. Somebody will ask you, what has happened to you? Tell the person, God has taken me higher. He's taking you higher. Stand to your feet and thank the Lord. Every confusion in your head is dispelled. Every wicked demon and devil that has associated itself with you to confuse you, to depress you, to make you, to make you not know what to do and where to go is dismissed this afternoon. In Jesus' name. Clarity comes to you. Clarity. Clarity. Clearness of thoughts and planning and knowing what to do. Your vision and your purpose of life becomes clear. Amen. Ah, thank God for this afternoon. Thank Him. Thank Him for what He has taught you and what you have received. Thank Him. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that 
you will not be a non-tither. You will never be poor. You will not be poor. You will not be poor. Pray against the spirit of poverty that you will not be poor. The spirits, forces, powers that prevent you from tithing that the windows will be opened. Pray against them. Bind them. Cast them out of your life. Reasons. Reasons that appear when they shouldn't appear. Reasons. They are called devourers. Reasons that appear why you can't tithe, why you can't walk with God faithfully. Bind them out of your life. Cast them out of your life. Forgetfulness. Anything that rises up to prevent you from walking this and living this blessed life. Cast it out of your life today. Cast it out of your life today. Curse it from your life today. Curse it from your life today. That you will be blessed. That you will be blessed. That it will be well with you. That you will flourish. That you will flourish. Look at me. Have you seen that thing that when you are just about to celebrate, you have a reason to celebrate, to be happy? Then something comes. There's like the celebration has to be postponed. These are signs of the presence of the devourer. The person who takes away your liberty and your freedom. I want you us to pray to bind those things because those are the things that prevent you from doing this very blessed act of tithing. Oh, to pray and bind it, bind the devourer, bind the destroyer, bind that thing that causes you to cast your fruit before it's time. Bind it, bind it, and cast it out of your life. Begin to pray one more time. Pray. Lift your voice in prayer. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Don't whisper it. Speak it. Say it. Say it. Bind the devourer. Bind the destroyer. Bind that thing that blinds you and stops you from being a tither. Curse it. Curse it. Curse it. It is cursed. It is cursed. The destroyer is destroyed. The wicked one is destroyed in your life. You shall do well. You shall not be plagued with incidents, accidents, negative news, negative stories. It shall not be your portion. We bind the operation of such spirits. In Jesus' name, Makapa Shapataya. Kabaliba kapasaya, kapaliba koposota, labadiba shanda labakipaya, pledomi odosi sondele behasta, yeyed ya biatasi andele yakosa, talitolande, nakofi talabradi bishakaya, plade basastaya, plade basastaya, plade babasastaya, plandolo moshiko tastaya, katastandele bikataya. Pradish Doyanda. I want us to pray. I want us to pray against the spirit of death, accidents, injuries, terminal, terminal diseases shall not suddenly appear in anybody's life here. 
I want us to pray against these three things. Death, accidents, injuries, terminal conditions and diseases. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Bind and reject it. Block it. It shall not happen. It shall not happen. Not in your life. Not in the life of a loved one. Nobody that you know. Nobody that you know. Nobody that you love. Nobody that you care about shall have such an experience. In Jesus' name, block it. We block it in Jesus' name. We bind such activities, such spirits. I bind them in the name of Jesus. Pray. Pray. Don't hold back. Pray. Reject it. Resist it. It shall not happen to you. It shall not happen to a loved one. It shall not happen to a relative. Pray. Reject it. Bind it. Kason diande Nambia go sitata Pledomia Mako papa liba taba laba taba sata Yebredeste 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 Nakiando sandala Pladomi copa Pladomi copa Pladomi copa Pladomi copa Pladomi copa We reject cancers we reject diseases and sicknesses that takes people to the grave. I reject it in the name of Jesus. Makaba Sotaya. Palibo Tanda Labakaba. Bredo Mishonga. Nadelia Doma Zima Dete Lebretiba. Shabigesta. Shabigosta. Shabilo. 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 Shabilo, Shamidei miyadasti andele biyakastaya. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now listen to me carefully. Finally, I want to prophesy into your life, declare good things, speak good things. That now that you are becoming a tither, the devourer is rebuked, the destroyer is rebuked. The windows of heaven thanking God and declaring over your life that his window his special window shall be opened upon your life your life shall not be the same again begin to declare over your life declare it, speak it speak it, speak blessings, speak life speak excellence speak success, speak riches, speak prosperity declare it, speak it don't think it. Speak it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say that you shall do well. Say that it shall be well with you. Declare it. Declare it. You shall not be disappointed. You shall have reasons to celebrate. Reasons to rejoice. Reasons to have parties. Reasons to dance. Reasons to sing songs of joy. Declare it. Declare it. You shall have good jobs. You shall have good jobs. You shall have the job you have desired. You will have it. You shall have good grades. You shall pass every exam. And you shall pass it well. One time. Well. Excellently. You shall excel. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it. You shall never suffer heartbreak. You shall never suffer disappointment. You shall never suffer discouragement. It shall be good. It shall be good. 
it shall be good it shall be good all shall be good with you all will work out good for you declare it 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 declare declare the Lord shall advance you the Lord shall cause you to advance he shall cause you to advance he shall cause you to do well declare upon your life every area of your life you can remember declare a blessing declare a blessing declare a blessing declare fruitfulness declare prosperity declare flourishing declare stability declare increase Nazimata, Nazimoka, Prado Shabadi Bakabasta Yanda, Pradish Tayenda Lebihastaya. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the increase you've brought into our life. Thank you for the new level and a new promotion. We feel and we believe you have promoted us, Lord. You've taken us higher. As a church, you've taken us higher. Higher. Our experiences shall be different. Our experiences shall be better. Amen. Our experiences, Lord, shall be good, oh God. Amen. Thank you for this lift. Thank you for this promotion. And thank you for this blessing. We are grateful and we receive it, Lord. Heal us from the spirit of the non-tither, Lord. May that spirit be banished from amongst us, Lord. That, oh God, we may see in our lifetime the windows of heaven being opened and blessings being poured upon us Lord we declare that shall be our portion I declare over this congregation their portion shall be the windows of heaven are opened upon them Lord thank you for your favor and thank you for your goodness in Jesus name oh God now while every eye is closed and every head is bowed I want to pray for some special people amongst us here if you are here Somebody invited you to church. Or probably you've been coming to church, but deep in your heart, you feel far from God. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And today you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want a relationship with God. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want my name to be written in the book of life in heaven. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a child of God. Pastor, please pray with me. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you're here like that, you'll say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Please lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you wherever you are. Your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. I can see the hand there. God bless you. I can see those hands. You also want to join me. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my heart. I need Jesus in my life. I don't want to walk out this place, out of this place without Jesus. Without salvation. Without salvation. I need salvation. Just your right hand. Very quickly. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. I can see all your hands. You also want to join in. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Even though on that day, you stand alone before the Father. Decide alone. No, it's not a crowd decision or a group decision. It's your relationship with God. Your individual relationship with God. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my heart and my life. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. You have your hand lifted up. I want you to do one more thing. Come to me right here in the front. Come to me. Come out of your seat. You lift up your hand. Come to me right here. I'm waiting for you. Come all the way. Come. Come. 
come. Oh, there's no singer today, is he? Okay. No problem. Come. Come to Jesus. Come very quickly. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Him. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Him. Come to Jesus. Jesus is calling. It's Jesus that is calling. Jesus is calling. Come to Him. Come to Him. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Him. Come to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you as you come to Jesus. God bless you. Close your eyes still, eyes closed. And say this prayer with me. Church, help us as we say this prayer. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins and all my mistakes. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus I believe with my heart that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose up on the third day I believe that Jesus is alive say Lord Jesus please come into my heart please come into my life Please be the Lord of my life. From today, I'll serve you. I'll follow you. I'll obey you. And I'll live for you. Now say it. Say, Satan, I will no longer serve you. I belong to Jesus. I am born again. I am bought with the blood of Jesus. I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I cast you out of my life. In Jesus' name. I'll say thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for these ones. Lord, I pray for them today. Establish them in your house. Let them love you. Let them stay with you. Let them serve you. And let them live for you, O oh God. Let them be like blessed trees that are planted in your house. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. We have this gift for you. Receive them. God bless you. Congratulations. God bless you. Congratulations. Congratulations. God bless you. A child of God. You're God's child. God bless you. God bless you. Congratulations. Congratulations. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, sister. God bless you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome to Jesus. I know you, don't I? Yes, I do. God bless you. May you be planted in his house. Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together for them as they go back to their seats. Clap for them. Where's our communion?
Relax in your seat. Today you receive communion in your seat. Miracles shall be served you in your seats. Miracles. God will give you miracles in your seats. Miracles. Miracles in your seats. You shall have miracles. Blessings. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this blessed privilege and opportunity to come to the Lord's table, Lord, in remembrance of that great sacrifice on Calvary's cross, Lord. Heal us today. Heal, Lord, where there are diseases, where there are sicknesses, where there are troubles, where there are disturbances. Let peace come and let healing come, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that this shall be our breakthrough meal, Lord. The meal that shall cause a breakthrough for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus answers on our behalf. Every question every arrow, every sword, every spear, every word, every spirit thrown against us, Lord. Let the blood of Jesus answer. Let the blood of Jesus answer. Cause the blood of Jesus to protect and preserve us, Lord. May it be a barrier and a protection, Lord. Thank you for the blessedness of this peace, of this meal. We thank you, Father, that it is well. I bless every cup and I bless every bread and I declare it is the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus. We eat it in faith. Receive it in faith, Lord. For the healing of our bodies and for the blessing of our lives. In Jesus' name. The body of Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Thank you, Jesus, once again. Thank you for covering, protection. Thank you for the blood, Lord. May it answer for us. May it answer for us. May our mistakes not speak. May our iniquities not speak. May the gaps we've created in our lives not speak, Lord. But may the blood speak for us. May the blood cover us. And may the blood answer on our behalf. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week.